All right. Hello, hello. Hi. This is episode eight. I know we say this every single week, but it just seems like it's so crazy that it's episode week eight. I know. I am like so proud. Is it eight or is it seven? No, it's eight. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I eight. am proud that we have been so consistent. Yeah. And it's so fun to have people come up and talk to yeah, us about this it podcast. Is. Um, it always takes me back a little bit because I'm like, I don't, in my head, like nobody's listening. I mean, I know, I know I actually have quite a few people <laughs> that listen to this, but it's like, whenever I hear somebody like come up to us and ask about the podcast, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. That's Nobody nice. does that uh, with Secrets of the Self-Made. <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah. might be, there might be a message in there for me. Uh, um, but no. there was, I, I know I told you this, but when I was volunteering at Panaprog, yeah, this super cute gal came up to me and she's like, I think I know your daughter. She's like, are you the yeah. owner of Self-Made You? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have arrived. Somebody has recognized me. I'm like, yes. And she's like, is your daughter Gracie? Yeah. She's like, I listened to your podcast. Yeah. It was so, she's so sweet for that. Awesome. That was so nice of her to actually and brave. I get like not even knowing who you are. Well, she's listened to us. So she knows yeah. that we're nice people. Yeah. Yeah. We're like family here. Mm -hmm. Everybody, all our listeners are like family now. Mm -hmm. And all of our clients. Man, yeah. Do well, they yes, ever know like our deepest, darkest secrets, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how, how's it going? How was your weekend? Weekend was fun. We oh, were up at, jam. yeah, we were in Eau Claire. So we were in your stomping yeah. grounds, which is fun. That is so nice. such a beautiful town. Yeah. Um, we absolutely love country music. And so um, we've kind of pre-bought, like we buy our tickets typically right after, mm. you know, country jam ends, we buy them for the next year. It really we don't even know who the artists are going to be, but it's such yeah. a fun experience that yeah, we're all about it. And we're always kind of surrounded by really fun people because it's all of your friends. Yeah. And it's so funny because we've always, we've done country music festivals for a really long time. And we always did ones like, like we did the tree town, which was closer to Griffin school mm -hmm. at the time. And then once I started at Eau Claire, we realized that there was Country Jam and Country Fest and whatever. So, um, and then of course, that's like a really big thing for people that go to Eau Claire to be a part of. So then it was always just so fun. Like I was always with my friends and then I had my family there camping and it's just so fun. It makes I it convenient for you, right? It makes it really convenient <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. But yeah, it was so fun. I'm still hurting a little bit. I like have just slowly been getting my voice back from the weekend. It's so funny because my friend Lauren was there with us and she just texted me today and we had been talking about going to WeFest and she was just like, yeah, I don't think it's going to work out this year. I was like, it's okay. It honestly makes me a little queasy to think about WeFest at this point. Yeah, the recovery is yeah, rough. Yeah, it is very rough, but it's so worth it. It's one one time a year, so. Yeah, I will say it's such a good reminder to me of 
why I have decided to not drink anymore because yeah. those were yeah. like the times where I would for sure overdo it. And then I would wake up the next morning and beat myself up over the yeah. fact that I don't, you know, remember <laughs> the artist that I was so excited about seeing right. or, you know, obviously I don't think I did anything like too crazy or anything real embarrassing, but I would beat myself up because I didn't really remember well, the magnitude like... and, you know, all that the night had to offer. And so I not only wake up remembering every bit of it, but I also feel great the next yeah, day. The physical Unlike, pain. unlike <laughs> some people I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes for a rough recovery, but we're doing better now. So it's okay. Yeah. 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 I think that, um, WeFest is like a whole nother level of that. So I don't think my body would handle it very well. Yeah. And just like a week later. Yeah. But, yeah. As a mom, I'm glad to hear you're not going. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next year. Yeah. Anything fun planned for the weekend? This coming weekend? Mm -hmm. um, we have a baby shower. A oh, yes. Dual baby shower. Yes. That's so exciting. That will be so fun. Yeah. Um, it's with our old neighbors yeah. um, that we don't ever really get to see, except for bigger things like this when somebody's having a baby or getting married. So. Yeah. Yep. It's nice. That'll be fun. Um, I will be spending some time with grandma. Mm -hmm. um, my mom lives with my sister's family and they, my sister's family is going out of town this weekend. So I'm on grandma duty. Mm -hmm. So I will be transporting her to and from uh, dialysis yeah. and spending a little bit more time with her. So that's probably going to be the bulk of the weekend. Yeah. I have nothing planned and I'm so excited about it other than the baby shower, but. And working on the website. And working on the website. Gracie exactly. has been up to her eyeballs in website mm -hmm. like craziness. Yeah. Um, but you're doing a great job. Yeah. It's so. coming together. Just, yeah. I literally don't leave my spot. I finally know what you're talking about when you're saying it's it feels so. Consuming. Like, yeah. It, it is. is so consuming. It is. But if you you know, enjoy being creative and really Just solving don't. problems, <laughs> finding solutions. I do. I do enjoy finding solutions. So that's, what's keeping me going. Yeah. But. Yeah. And that's such a good motivator. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm excited that I actually, dad got home late last night and I was still working. I was actually watching from a webinar fishing league. from fishing league from the <laughs> Is it called donkey? One of the five. Is leagues. it donkey fish or fish donkey? I don't, I don't I think it's I don't fish even donkey. Know. I don't even know. And uh, he gets home and had to tell me all about the fish that they caught. Oh. And um, I wanted to show him the website so and show him how oh. far you had come. And he was like, oh my gosh, Gracie's done all of this? I'm like, yeah. So You can tell him to up my pay grade now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's okay. It'll get done soon, so. <laughs> I have no doubt. Yeah. Yep, but we just thought that after coming off of our big fat fails week that it would be good to kind of talk about those uh, more of our solutions rather than our problems. So this week is becoming... The solution. The solution. Yes. Yes. And that really resonates with me. It probably doesn't resonate as much with Gracie, um, but for me, 
it is super meaningful. It like almost mm -hmm. chokes me up because I feel like I spent so much of my life thinking of myself as the problem. And so to really like wrap my mind around the fact that I might've been wrong about that and that I'm actually the solution that mm -hmm. I don't have to look outside of myself any longer um, because that is a, you know, a fruitless, fruitless is that the is that the right word i don't know fruitless <laughs> I don't think that, that doesn't sound like word. the right word but that <laughs> is useless uh that yeah, that is a um that's a kind of like a dead end really yeah. if you are always looking for something or someone who's going to be kind of that magic bullet mm -hmm. um it is very defeating and um I lived a lot of years feeling that way, that it was somebody else that was either going to solve my problem or something else. And I really believed that I was kind of this walking, breathing problem. Like I was constantly keeping track of all of the problems that I needed to solve. Right. And, you know, reminding myself, maybe I would, you know, have a brief escape from that and um, but my mind was kind of always scanning for what's the problem of the day. And I would, and it, the common denominator was me. And so, mm. yeah, I thought, you know, as of recent, I've really recognized how I am no longer the problem. I don't think of myself as the problem. I think of myself actually as the solution. Mm -hmm. And so when we came up with this title, I really thought I, about, who this could help right and i hope that there are people that can kind of resonate with those thoughts and those feelings because mm -hmm. i i feel you i want to help you get out of that unnecessary suffering kind of that self-loathing it's a brutal cycle mm -hmm. um, it's so destructive and so i really want to um kind of share what my thoughts were yeah. that created you know me feeling like I was the problem. And so we no longer think that anymore. We think nope. we're the solution. <laughs> we are all the solutions we need. <laughs> yeah, we are done um, looking outside of ourselves first, at least. <laughs> at least trying things first to um, see what we're capable of. We are now in full mode of becoming our own solutions and seeing where it takes us. So. I think that it will take us a lot further probably <laughs> than what we were doing in the past. And um, it's all a part of... Well, you're talking about business, right? Yeah. Yeah. So kind of elaborate on that. Like what were we doing and how have we become the solution? Well, website design is a big one. I think that we were just talking about it. You, like three years ago today, you had... We were in the exact same position as we were a week ago where you were outsourcing your website to somebody else that did not um, did not follow through and um, wasn't doing what you wanted or we just ended up with a website that you didn't want basically. Yeah. And to be fair, I have really kind of come to the conclusion that mm -hmm. these people that I was hiring, I had an expectation 
And, and right. granted, they use a lot of marketing like jargon mm -hmm. that have you believing that they are going to be that magic bullet. And mm -hmm. I am somebody that's very easily sold to. So I, I, sold to. I tend to believe everything everybody says. Yeah. Um, but realistically, why would I expect somebody outside of me who yeah. truly understands what it is that I'm trying to, you know, put out in the marketplace, um, who really truly understands my mission, my values, you know, why would I expect somebody to beautifully illustrate that mm -hmm. when they aren't me? Like, mm -hmm. so I probably had some unrealistic expectations, but yeah, ironically, it, it was three years ago, like honestly this month that yeah. I was outsourcing it. And since then I've outsourced it <clears throat> numerous times. Right. Um, and it's just so interesting that I finally come to that conclusion. There is nobody better to create a website that, you know, illustrates who we are, what we stand for, what it is that we have to offer. Right. There's nobody better than us to do that. Well, and I think a big part of it too was that um, going back and forth through email or chat or whatever with the people that were creating our our website it one is so time consuming two it just becomes frustrating because it's like when you want things done or when we need things done or switched on the website like we need it done right away so in reality it doesn't really matter who's doing it it's always going to be more efficient that we learn it ourselves so that we can go in there and change the things that need changing when they need changing and i yeah. think that that is one of the biggest lessons out of that was, and I was just listening to a podcast and they said, your biggest asset as an entrepreneur is your knowledge. Like that's something that will never be stripped from you. And the more you learn, like the more you get out of it, um, just the better you're off, better off you're gonna be down the road. It's like, these are all things that our website is very important to our company. Like this is something that we should both be very knowledgeable in anyways and so yes while it's nice to have some work taken off of our plate um, and having somebody else in there helping us with things it's also just like very vital that we learn it ourselves and so that has been definitely one of the biggest parts of the business that at least I've taken on right now mm -hmm. um, to become the solution for us and yeah, I just think that we'll be much yeah. better off at the end of the day knowing how to do these things ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's an example mm -hmm. of what we mean when we say, you know, we are becoming the solution. We think of ourselves as the solution. I think of mm -hmm. myself as the expert. I don't think of, I don't believe that there is anybody else out there who is more of an expert on self-made you than me. Right. And yet I had all these expectations that, you know, somebody was going to create a better financial model. Somebody was going to create a better, you know, website. Somebody was going to create a better marketing plan. It's like, right. I didn't really ever give myself the credit because I was operating from these kind of misguided, you know, beliefs. And again, I think that it, it is important to note that like having those uh, resources behind you 
when you get to a point where we can't be doing all of it on our own or to a point where we've exceeded our knowledge and could use some help. I don't think it's a bad thing to hire on or outsource, but you need to learn it first. Mm -hmm. And we should be able to train anybody in on what we're doing because we're so knowledgeable on everything that's going on. And we were definitely not in that place. Like we could never take our website and hand it to somebody else that's not an expert in Kajabi or our website or whatever, because we don't know how to do it ourselves. And I think that that is like, that was the biggest thing that we were missing with a lot of our problems is that we, we don't try to do it ourselves. Yeah. Try to learn how to do it ourselves. Yeah. So. And I didn't even try quite honestly. Yeah, I didn't exactly. even try it because I believed that somebody else, somebody else could do it, could do it better. Yeah. And right. so that, I think it's a great example to help people understand what we mean by mm -hmm. becoming the solution. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, what most people can deduct from that is that you probably at one point thought you were the problem. For and sure. so I think this is a great way to illustrate it. Um, but this also shows up quite often in people's lives, you know, on the topic or subject of relationships, mm -hmm. um, in their health, people who want to lose weight, um, you know, finances, finances. That's a big one. Um, productivity, productivity, people's careers. Right. Yeah. So I really want you to consider those of you who are listening, mm -hmm. the 19 of you who are listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really want you to consider, do you think of yourself as the problem, the, you know, common denominator and the cause of whatever it is that you're experiencing? Um, or do you think of yourself as the solution? And I'm willing to bet it's probably, you know, that you feel like you're the problem. Mm -hmm. And I just want you to consider how could you be the solution or consider maybe you were wrong. Maybe you were right. wrong about that. And, you know, when there is a common denominator, if you want to really kind of deduct like, well, if it's not me, what is it? It truly is the way you've decided to think either unintentionally or intentionally. Mm -hmm. We are all exposed to so much messaging. Um, we've been indoctrinated into certain cultural and social messaging. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that certainly has a big play in this. Um, but I also think that, you know, we have kind of this compounded suffering going on. And so those people who have had many failed attempts at losing weight, they believe that they are a failure and that leads to kind of stagnant, you know, growth or lack of growth in their professional career. Yeah. You know, they literally think that they are broken, unworthy, you know, unvalued um and you know they start to see it playing out in other areas of their life and yeah. so i just want you to consider you might be wrong you should give an example of the weight loss yeah well so <laughs> i know a lot of people including myself i used to think that 
permanent weight loss was unavailable to me. Like Mm -hmm. I believed I could lose the weight because I had had lots of evidence and past experiences where I Mm -hmm. could lose the weight, but keeping it off like permanent weight loss, I truly believed was unavailable to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and the negative self-talk that would kind of go along with that was because I'm broken because I am unlike anyone else. Um, other people could achieve permanent weight loss, but that just was not something I could do because I was somehow problematic. And then my brain would like try to look for all the evidence. Like yeah, I'm out. hypoglucemic. You know, it's like, I would have all mm-hmm. of these. I have a sweet tooth. It's genetic. <laughs> yeah. It's genetic. Um, I'm big boned. All, you know, all the things like my brain would <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I know you're probably too Uh, young to like be able to relate to that, but that used to be a thing. (laughs) I just think it's so funny. Like people used to say, I'm, I'm just big boned. (laughs) Okay. It sounds funny now, but (laughs) I've heard it before. I just think it's so funny that, that, I mean, there's millions of other things that people say now, but yeah, that's just. It's funny. Right. Yeah. Or like I have a slow metabolism. That's another right. one that a lot yeah. of people will yeah. kind of get behind. Right. Um, and they will, the negative self-talk that goes along with that is I'm just broken. Yeah. Like I am kind of a, you know, I am the problem. Right. I'm unfixable. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, that is just a part of your brain that is very dramatic. Mm-hmm. It often is not offering you like the truth right it's just it's really trying to keep you safe and trying to keep you alive and so you tend to react from these thoughts without even questioning them right and that's exactly what i did for almost my entire life i never questioned those thoughts like am i really big boned (laughs) (laughs) does this really make sense (laughs) um So I now have learned to really question that thinking Mm -hmm. because honestly, because I've learned what the primitive brain is capable of and my gosh, it can do so much damage if it's not being watched. Like you literally have to watch that part of your brain all day, every day. Otherwise it can be super destructive. Mm -hmm. And Lord knows nobody taught me that there was two parts of your brain and that part of it is meant to keep you safe. It's always in survival mode when I'm not in any danger, but yet I'm sitting here listening and believing all of these primitive brain thoughts Mm -hmm. and reacting to them, creating. So for example, like a primitive brain thought is you walk through the kitchen and you see a plate of cookies and your primitive brain says, you better eat those, otherwise you're gonna die or they might not be there when you come back. Obviously, that's a very dramatic you have that thought. One quite. <laughs> yeah, that one's very familiar to me. Um, we can't have still comes house. to visit quite often. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Griffin was eating the cookies the other day, <laughs> I and I say. literally wanted to give him the uh, biggest hug and said, I think I did say to him, thank you yeah. for eating those so I don't have to. Yeah. 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 But that, isn't that just kind of, it's ironic and Mm -hmm. we can sit here and laugh about it, but that's a thought, that survival thought that you better eat those right now while they're available. You know, 
that's so dramatic. And yeah, it's not might even. as well just have one. Right. Like, why? Yeah. You know, <laughs> so questioning your thoughts, mm -hmm. and but you have to be in your prodigy brain or AKA your prefrontal cortex. You have to be yeah. operating from that part of your brain to even have an awareness of how silly, how dramatic those thoughts right. are um, or that you're even having them. I'm not as good at seeing those thoughts. Like mm -hmm. they're kind of running in the background. So I'm not super keen on you know, when those thoughts are happening. Mm -hmm. But what I am really good at is picking up on the feeling that they cause. Yeah. So kind of that panicky feeling, right. that kind of urgent feeling, those are the kind of feelings that I feel in relationship to food quite often. And yeah. if I'm being honest, around alcohol too. It was like, um, you know, one glass was never enough which I think is very relatable to a lot of people with food and alcohol. Yes. Just like that's part of the socialized more is better. Like these it. are all thoughts mm -hmm. that I would operate from that would have me reacting mm -hmm. without ever even having any awareness of what mm -hmm. was really going on. Yeah. And so now I know <laughs> that, you know, I have two parts of my brain, right? One is, way stronger and it runs on default. It's like autopilot. Yeah. So I have to stay aware. And so it takes me like proactively strengthening that other part of my brain so I can stay aware. Mm -hmm. And so I can believe that I am no longer the problem and I actually am the solution. Yeah. So I'm using my brain to kind of fight my brain, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And, you know, being the solution looks like, you know, actively strengthening the part of the brain that I want to operate from. Right. Yeah. I think the, um, the primitive brain thoughts about alcohol is so interesting because it's something that, I mean, nobody until they know thinks about their primitive brain thoughts that way. But I think that alcohol especially is such an interesting one because when you go to a social event, it's like, I have to have alcohol to either get through this social event or make it fun. Mm -hmm. And it's like, neither are true, but we've been so socialized to the point where it's your first thought, like, and what, you don't is there going to be it. alcohol there? Or if there is alcohol there, then I've got to have some. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you don't question it. It's so interesting, especially I think, um, well, I think all ages, but, um, college kids, especially, I think that there was never a party or a place or something that I went to on the weekend that didn't involve alcohol. And it's like, why? Not because we couldn't have fun without it um, or we couldn't think of better things to do, but it just is like social events just are like surrounded by alcohol because that's how it's socialized to be. And I think that um, even there would be times in college where because I get sick all the time. I can't keep up really with everybody else my age. And so there would be times where I would not drink for the night or whatever. And like, that's my, I would have my brain spinning out like, oh, like this sucks. Like I'm going to have to sit here sober while everyone's drinking and I'm not going to have any fun because I can't have fun at a party without drinking. And it's so interesting because that's so dramatic. Like I have fun all the time when I'm not drinking, like on a weekday. And it's like, why is it that as soon as we hit the weekend, it's like, 
nope, if you don't have alcohol in your hand, you are not going to have fun. Like, it's just, it's, and that's with anything in life that you're letting your primitive brain Mm-hmm. offer you thoughts on and mm-hmm. it's so... and we could probably talk for days about oh, yeah. this topic alone because oh, yeah. those saboteur narratives that we you know that are most prominent in our mm-hmm. life it's like the people pleaser mm-hmm. so you know what the people pleaser would sound like like that would be me yeah I don't want to let down my friends or mm-hmm. I'm going to be worried about what they're thinking of me mm-hmm. if I don't drink mm-hmm. right And then you tend to get kind of resentful because now you feel like you're doing something against your will or that you're trying to kind of manipulate what it is that they think about you. Mm -hmm. Or like hide not drinking. Yep. Yeah. The judge is a big one, I think, that Mm -hmm. shows up in the context of drinking. Like you tend to judge yourself. Mm -hmm. You judge the circumstance like, oh, it's a party. I have to drink. Yeah. Um, Or you judge other people. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Well, and it's not to say either, like, we're not saying that, like, you can't go out, like, you shouldn't go out and have fun with alcohol if that's what you want to do. It's in cases that you aren't, like, when I was sick or whatever the, whatever reason I had for not wanting to drink, and then I would go to these social events and then just feel lousy and, like, like judged or whatever for not drinking, and it's like, or I would judge myself for not drinking. And that was the biggest thing. It was like, or for drinking or for drinking. Yeah. And it was like, I, yeah, there's just no reason. And until you actually put your thoughts into question, it's like, would I actually have had fun? Absolutely. I know how to have fun without drinking. And, Mm -hmm. and it's like, I just got in my own head and like, yeah. So what's the actual cause of all of this? Her primitive brain. Right. Right. And so, This is what we mean. It's really not you. You're Mm -hmm. not broken. Mm -hmm. You just aren't, you haven't been taught how to manage, how to be aware of that primitive brain that tends to hijack us. Mm -hmm. Um, And now that you do know, like you, you are actively strengthening your Mm -hmm. prodigy brain. You do have a tool that you can use like, the self-operating system works really well in any situation, any circumstance, but you now have that tool where you can start playing with or trying on the thought that maybe I was wrong about that. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm not actually the problem. Maybe the problem is I just hadn't yet been taught like how to actually be the solution or how to use a tool, mm-hmm. right? And all, and oh, by the way, all of the steps are like inherently within you. The, none of it yeah. is outside of you. So yeah, I mean, I think it's like the, the million dollar thought right there where you start to think of yourself as the solution. Yeah. Yeah. Relationships is definitely another big one. Obviously, everybody has relationships in their life, no matter what they look like, whether it's with family, like a significant other, friends, the relationship with yourself. There's always primitive brain thoughts that will offer up that you're the problem. And it's like... Or somebody else is the problem. (laughs) Or somebody else is the problem, yeah. (laughs) Neither of those are true. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, it's just your thoughts about... Yeah them or yourself that is the actual problem and it's like once you start once you learn once you think differently yeah yeah and I think that I'm trying to think of a good example of it but 
I mean, in past relationships that I've been in, I mean, I've definitely thought that other people are the problem too, but <laughs> I feel like anytime I've gotten out of a relationship that, then I'm just like, oh, well, I guess I'm the problem now. Like, what, what am I doing wrong? Or why does this keep, or why am I keep falling for this? Or whatever the thing is. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, that's just my primitive brain, like trying to spin out and try to keep me safe. And so that to avoid the pain or whatever. And it's in reality, it's like, no, you're, you're not broken. You're just, you're getting stuck on these thoughts that are not serving you. You're getting stuck on all the ways that your primitive brain is offering you that you're the problem and you should have done this. Or if you would have done that, then, then they wouldn't be upset with you or this wouldn't have happened. And it's like that, that never serves you, never. That is never like a healthy way to, to treat your problems or trying to, or try to find solutions. It, you'll never get there Yeah. if you're allowing those primitive brain thoughts to keep you spinning out. Right, yeah. And so the remedy, mm -hmm. it starts with awareness. Mm -hmm. It really starts with awareness around what it is that you actually want. Right. So many of us don't even ask ourselves that question. Right. Um, like, what is it from this relationship that I actually want? Yeah. How do I want to be feeling? How do I want to be showing up? Mm -hmm. um, that is a great place to start. Heighten your awareness. Recognize, once you know what it is that you want, recognize like where are you in relation to that? Okay, mm -hmm. so an easy example for that is like when somebody says, I want to lose weight. Okay, how do you want to be feeling? What do you, what is what kind of result are you looking to achieve? Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, it's obviously easier when we're talking numbers. Um, and now where are you in relationship to what it is that you want? One of the most important steps that I think so many people lose sight of is realizing or having an awareness around what actually got them to where they're at right now. Mm -hmm. So I was just on a podcast earlier today and they were like, so what, what separates your weight loss program from all the rest? And I'm like, well, several things, but, um, if we're just going to generally speaking, weight loss programs will give you a list of actions, you know, mm -hmm. and they, they'll hand it off and say, just go, go check on your box. way and check, check, boxes. check the boxes. Yeah. Right they aren't putting you in the right frame of mind mm -hmm. to organically do these actions. It feels like you have to do these actions, mm -hmm. right? In order to get something that you don't have. Mm -hmm. That is no way of going about getting a different result. Like you do not want to be driven by any sort of, you know, dread, restriction, you know, um, I don't know desperation. Mm -hmm. That's not, the, those aren't the feelings you want to be driving the actions that you're taking. So first and foremost, they aren't actually setting you up to take action from a good feeling or create sustainable results. Mm -hmm. And they aren't showing you what actually led you 
to the result that you're currently experiencing because it is a belief that's creating a feeling in your mm -hmm. body that drove you to overeat right without understanding that your future results will not be sustainable because your primitive brain is way too strong yeah it loves habit it will go back to believing those same old bs thoughts mm -hmm. that it believed that got you the result that you're currently at right and so when well, it's just you've never you've never even put those thoughts into question so of course it's gonna just keep exactly sitting on replay yeah so having that awareness is a quantum leap in mm -hmm. the right direction. Mm -hmm. And of course, most programs don't offer that to you because they know you'll be back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you aren't the problem. You aren't broken. You mm -hmm. literally have not been taught yeah. how to think, right? We right. are all taught very well what to think. We are not taught how to think. And so, Starting with awareness is a huge first step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And Gracie's probably thinking right now, okay, mom, enough coaching. <laughs> no, I think it's all important. I, I was thinking about um, how we talked about our goals. And I'm just like, every, every goal has a list of problems. Uh, I mean, are your failures that you get, have to get through to hit your goals? And I think that, um, that is such a big part of why we are becoming the solution for ourselves is that if you sit there and you're and let your primitive brain spin you out on all the reasons why you're the problem and why you failed you're absolutely never going to hit those goals or you might but it's going to take you a lot longer and it's not you're definitely not going to enjoy the process trying to get there and so yeah. i think that um yeah, it just I that's what I was thinking about as you were talking. Yeah. Is that our this just ties all back to those big goals that we have set. Yeah. If you want to have like a mental fitness routine, mm -hmm. you know, think about all the people who go to the gym to yeah. tone up their arms, right? right? They're going and making a commitment and lifting the heavy weights mm -hmm. to, you know, build the muscle, right? So you have to do the exact same thing. For your brain you mm -hmm. have to strengthen that part of your brain and there is no better mental fitness routine or gym right. than creating a goal right setting a no goal kidding. because that is where you're gonna have obstacle after obstacle after mm -hmm. obstacle and it is really getting you the at bats right mm -hmm. like the opportunity to strengthen your prodigy brain and i know that to be true because if that wasn't true you'd already be there Right. Right? Like, so your primitive brain was absolutely holding you back. If it yeah. wasn't, you would already have what it is that you desire. Right. And so, yeah, you want to strengthen that prodigy brain, set a goal. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, it's become very apparent, especially after our big fat week of fails. <laughs> <laughs> but we learned. We learned. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely definitely learned through the growing pains of those so yeah. yeah um i don't i we were gonna talk about like something that we could offer you guys or something <laughs> obviously we've offered you lots of coaching um but 
talking about music. It is, I love music. I love live music she more than I... She told me she wanted to add this in, and I was like, how, yeah, she... how are you, how are you going to add that in? Well, she's just going to say it. Yeah. This is her favorite. There is no, there is no clever segue. Yeah, no kidding. Um, <laughs> it's not even subtle. No. Um, I love live music. I actually love all kinds of music, um, whether it's live or it's on Spotify or whatever. But I have playlists, tons of playlists that I've created that kind of create an atmosphere, create an environment where I feel more motivated. And I think that that's really important for people. Like if you have an awareness that you're really feeling um you know, something unwanted, depressed, um, worthless, uh, frustrated, overwhelmed, sad, you know, sometimes something as easy and obvious as music can really help you. You want to do whatever you can to kind of quiet down those narratives that are going on in your mind that Mm -hmm. your primitive brain is kind of running on loop. Um, and I have found personally that music <laughs> the best has helped. Playlist ever. <laughs> I have the best playlist. Um, so we will put a link to a playlist that I think is just kind of helpful. Gracie will hate it, but my clients uh, will love it. Yeah, I think the kind of music you listen to says so much about you. So <laughs> great. <laughs> Oh, you maybe, go judge away. Yeah, maybe I'll put maybe I'll put mine in there so you, you can really get the contrast of me and my mom. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be fun. Okay. okay, well, I'm glad you shared. <laughs> <laughs> Just so subtly got that in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, this was a good um, eighth episode. And yeah, anything else that we that you want to give them? No, I'm like I really Content? hope. Yeah, I really hope that we have people, if you have really, if this resonates with you and if you have tried on that thought that maybe I was wrong about being the problem, um, shoot us a note. We'd love to hear from you. And yeah, we should start taking in like questions or comments or whatever. Yeah. We'll leave, we'll leave an email for you. We should, I'm also going to leave, uh, question at the end of the episode and ask if anybody's actually going to listen to your playlist. (laughs) Yeah. Let us know if you've listened to my playlist. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, we hope you all have a great rest of your week at whatever point you are listening to us at this week. Yep. We'll see you next week.